Warning. DC on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Warlock, an expert of the occult, and a master of become a team. Hey, cuz. It's good to see you. This looks like a job for the both of us. Absolutely. Heroes. The legends. You have What is up, guys? Welcome. You're listening to DC on CW. The Arrow Edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, download that Rain Man Digital app. That's on the iTunes App Store and the Google Play Store. Search Rain Man Digital. Also, too, we're on demand through iTunes and Stitcher. You can search DC on CW there as well. Uh, leave us a review. We're also on Twitch. Follow us, Twitch TV, Rain Man Digital. Uh, today, we will be breaking down and discussing Arrow Season 7, Episode 3, Crossing Lines, First Rule of Prison, Fight Club, don't invite Green Arrow. As always, I am your show host, Ryan Denton. In the studio with me today is Bobby Doherty. Hello, hello. And Angelica Dawn. How come I don't get introduced first? Do you want me to introduce you first? You want me to rewind it? Okay. And Just it, go back in time. As always, uh, we are your show host, uh, Angelica Dawn. That's me. Thanks for using the speed force to go back in time. You're welcome. Jeez. You're welcome. Are you now gay as Barry well, like everyone else on the show? Time. Are you now a gay yeah, character? Me, me and gay arrow, gay gay row and gay row gay row and and uh, LBGTXS. I, I don't like. I don't know, man. I feel like it's like 2018. Like I don't care if anyone's gay. Like Look, it's cool that's that not we have the people I'm, that represent that. Yeah, but like I, I feel like they're kind of like pushing it at this point. Like to the point where I'm like. Are are you fucking I just ass- trying to look, make I a just statement ass- here? Like, look, I I get it. I get. Look, it. I just assume that every new character that shows up is automatically gay. That's just how I assume it now, right? It's my head cannon. Fine. Everyone's a little gay, right? This Hollywood. Everybody a little gay every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the only time I use that reference ever on this show, and it couldn't have been more like well timed, which yeah. is typically not my references. Um, but yeah, like this. We've got a lot. We've got a lot to talk about this episode because I'm, I, dude. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again. I said it last week. Um, Arrow so far is beating Flash for me, and um, it it's beating all the shows. It, it, no, it, it is. It's winning. Yeah, it's it's, it's winning. Me. So we've got a lot to talk about. So let's jump into some news here, real first. Uh, first, real and first, real first. I get an I get a fucking reference right, but I can't talk. That makes total sense. Um. <laughs> Let's get into some news and then we'll jump into the episode because we got a lot to talk about. So first episode we or first episode, Jesus Christ, first news we I'm having a stroke over here, dude. Uh, first news we have is uh, <laughs> thank you. Arrow EP <laughs> confirms that Flash Fours actually have a connection to Star City 2046. Which we had a question about that, anyways. But let's uh, let's read this. Throw uh, though I'm currently digging Legends Tomorrow much more than I did uh, during earlier years. I must confess that season one's uh, Star City 2046 maybe may very well be my favorite episode on date. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The wave rider, blah, blah, blah. So we've, we know that we saw 2040 star city in 2046 of legends of tomorrow, right? We know what we were to expect. Connor Hawk, AKA John Diggle jr. We saw all this, right? Mm-hmm. So now if you've been following arrow this season, then you're aware of how it's played host to flash force. Now we've talked about that too, as well. Uh, taking place 20 years down the road. So we saw William and um, Roy on the island, um, therefore presumably being in uh, being in 2038. And while there, Ollie's son, William, meets a grizzled Roy Harper, now calling Leanne Yu home. Uh, naturally, these de- developments have fueled speculation of the events depicted in Star City 2046 coming to fruition. By Arrow's new showrunner, Beth Schwartz, has stepped in and given us all a reality check, saying the following to TV line. This is not connected. This is our own future. We're sticking to the grounded storytelling. Um, let it be known that the the part 
referring to or sticking to the grounded storytelling was in regard to time travel and other science fiction elements. Therefore, it may be safe to rule out that the new green arrow in town being William from the future. Uh, what? Do you think that's a con? Like it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's dude, it's misdirection, bro. There, look, because the I, yeah, I've never heard, him. I've never, yeah. Cause I've never heard two people be so sure of something in my life than you two were on the premiere that it was gay arrow. Look, here's the thing. Okay. And this is the way that I'm looking at it. And I still think this is total misdirection and total bullshit by her. Why would you bring a new arrow into the city? Okay. And the next flashback is him or flash forward is gay arrow. Gay row, whatever we want to call him. It, it's just, there's, there's no re- like just, just, there's no reason to do it unless there's some kind of reason to give us misdirection where that green arrow is someone else. It just doesn't make any sense to me. What else could they, who else could it possibly be that would make sense to us? We've already gone Roy, down the like, Tommy. It can't be Roy because he's a lot shorter. Right. We've already went down the, the Tommy idea, right? We've already went down. It can't be Roy. Who else could it be that would make sense? We've seen it can't be Renee. It's not going to be Diggle. Who else could fill the suit out? I, it's not Curtis. Didn't they do something like this a couple years ago where they were like, they like they lied and we were like, why are you lying? Like, we, didn't, Yeah, we've caught them lying yeah. before. So yeah. this is honestly, I think, and I don't know how they could think this, but I'm just speculating here. Maybe they thought that people wouldn't make the connection and think, oh, well, maybe that's not him. It's all misdirection. But you can't have... I thought that was the point. You can't have cuts like that that are like basic technique of foreshadowing or storytelling from one to the other and not assume that we're not going to make that connection. I agree. I'm, I'm. That's why I said I don't know if they did that, but like immediately, that was the first thing I thought. Oh, it's William. Okay. Well, and I didn't think the point of it was to be like us in mystery about exactly about who it is. I, like I was okay with how they were telling the story, but I'm kind of pissed now that they're telling us the story about the island and everything if it's not him. I don't get it, man. I don't. Don't lie. Just fucking let it happen. I don't need to be surprised about everything. You guys are doing a, a fucking amazing job of storytelling right now. Like, you're doing great. You don't have to lie to me. I'm still going to be happy with it. I, I, I have so many other questions anyway, so. I agree. I don't understand why they would try to. Don't try to fool us, man. We've been watching this show long enough. Stop trying to, like. Fool us with villains or something, not with this. Come on. Don't play a, a ruse on the internet. Yeah, don't try to ruse us, dude. Like, that's just weak sauce. Mm-hmm. That's just straight up weak sauce. And, and if it turns, dude, I swear to God, I'll make this statement right now. We are in what? Episode three? Uh-huh. I swear to fucking God that if it's someone stupid, if they pull another fucking Prometheus on us, I will, I, I don't know what I'll do, but it won't be good. I will send a sternly worded letter. I, I will negatively tweet at her <laughs> nonstop. Saying, I will at her on Twitter. I will and start make her a bring quit. back Guggenheim. Oh my <laughs> hashtag. Oh no, don't ever do that. You got you sounded like you were from far. Oh no, don't do it. Oh no. Oh no. Not the wood chipper. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just uh I just I hope that that's not what they do. I hope that in the sake of misdirection, I hope they don't do some bullshit like that. I'll be pissed. Because I'll be doing, pissed. It's because they're doing so well too. Like if if they fuck up like that, I'm yeah. gonna be like, guys, come on, you were you were great. You don't need to like bamboozle us. I don't. Yeah, tell a good story. Exactly. I don't need bamboozling. There are so many movies and shows that are making that mistake. Of like, let's try to like make the audience super confused. Let's throw them off. Let's go this different route. We don't, we don't need that to have a good story. Like all I need is for you to just fucking tell your story. I don't need to be confused while I'm watching it. Like just, just tell the fucking story. Well, we we just we it, know that they're kind him. of loosely following the Monte Cristo storyline. Does yeah. anybody fall into that category? That could be that third. Because me and Mike talked about it. Well, there's what? Dante is the main character, right? Well, that's the thing. And that's Oliver. But there's three people that try to put him out. 
And so you got to figure one of them is going to be the, the, so the dragon, you know, the longbow hunters. And there's probably got to be somebody else. Well, why can't it be the people in the prison? Like, that's I mean, true. That- I, I'm, I'm just trying to like. Sp- I, don't I don't know, man. I don't remember the goddamn characters. That's um, there you go. Homework. Go watch the movie. You don't, Edmund, not Edmund Dantes is the main character, to, right? You don't, you don't have to read. Yeah, you don't have re-read to reread it. Just re- read it. I would like to reread it though, because it's a great book. But I just don't. I don't need misdirection anymore. Like, oh. unless it's some kind of like villain or like again. At this point, we've been so deep into this series that any type of misdirection or anything like that has to be some type of like shocker to me. Like, or it's just it's not worth it. John Barrowman. Oh, that could make sense. He was in Vancouver. What if he's the demon? That could be it too. Why would he be in jail? Good I don't point. know. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Don't question it, Angelica. Don't ruin it for us, Angelica. <laughs> don't ask for like follow up. Yeah. He's just right. spitballing. Anyways, let's get to this next article. We got a lot to talk about. So I thought you were going to say that he was the arrow. Yeah, that could be it too. That could be it too. That's that's a good point. That would be stupid though. Oh. I don't hate it. But, but you, hate a, it. You, you like you like Garrow. Well, he Gayro? Would be, he would be Garrow too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He would just be in real life Garrow. It's it's <laughs> Wait, true. would he be black Garrow? Because he would like because he would, no okay no. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about this other one. Uh, this article is from Screen Rant. Uh, don't uh, read the article. Just look at the picture and describe what you see. Okay. So <laughs> I was going to do that. Okay. Th- thank you. I didn't um, want you to get caught up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, so this is a set photo from the Elseworlds crossover, which I'm guessing is the Supergirl portion of it. Um, and in this image, you have a black suited Superman holding Barry, who is in the flash suit. You've got Oliver in the arrow shoot, shoot, shoot. Su- well, yeah, I mean, in the suit, ready the, to shoot, ready to shoot. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, an arrow in his face. And then you have Melissa standing off. to. The, yes, I know her name, even though I don't watch the show, uh, standing off to the side as Supergirl. And then here's the kicker that, that, that really confuses me is you've got another guy dressed as Superman. Okay. And in his traditional suit. And he has a book in his hand. Which goes to, like, if you guys follow us on Instagram, DC underscore on underscore CW, you saw today I posted a picture of the monitor, which is basically like a watcher who carries that book around. Right. And so this is probably how we get to the Elseworld thing? Possibly. So we're, we're let's assume, uh, let's I guess it's probably safe to assume that the guy dressed as the regular Superman is probably the same. It's just a behind yeah, his head they, shot. They need so, somebody there. So right. So what? Let's just assume stunt that cock. A stunt cock. They need a stunt cock to be in the regular costume because what's his face that plays Superman is probably playing both versions. Fair enough to say, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I don't know what to even explain but here. But this is, has to be like the the beginning of it all, right? Because you think we don't a, see Stephen Amell and his impressive cock in the flash suit here. Wait, agreed. But who? Which show airs first? The Supergirl airs first. Supergirl Sunday. So the Supergirl airs Sunday. Supergirl then, Arrow then Flash then Arrow. Oh, Flash! Is, I thought Flash comes before Arrow. No, we do that here for Angelica. Yeah. Oh, that hurt my brain. All right. Um, we could be doing this a lot sooner. Oh, great. Why is she on this show? Just kidding. She's an <laughs> integral part of the show. It's a total joke, guys. And, um, yeah, it would just be the same show, except we would do Flash right now instead of Arrow. I mean, like I the time makes, wouldn't change. It just wouldn't be at that. all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just the order of how we it do just, it. <laughs> then, yeah, this has to be the start of it. This has to, The book has to have something to do with with how they get to... The whole flip flopper, the old flipper, flipper dopper, and they're in different suits, right? So, so is this a resurrected Superman that's going nuts? I don't think. It, I think because it's that's another, what the black suit is. Yeah, but did he die in in Supergirl? No, but we don't know where he's coming from. Maybe he's another Earth Superman. Well, uh, I don't know. Right? It's just more shit. I hope it's. I hope it's not. I hope it's not another Earth. Like I kind of hope it is something that's like an ender for like Superman. And then Supergirl gets to like be its own thing. I don't know. It's just like maybe they start reading from this book and it's like uh, um, Princess Bride. 
Oh my god, that would be <laughs> Tyler just starts reading so from the book, dumb. like so ah, what's stupid. happening here? Be like, well, wait, they kiss. <laughs> Should I, I stop? Hate that fucking kid at the beginning of that. You movie. hate Fred Savage? Wow, what is wrong? How with do you, you hate the Wonder Years? Yeah, what is wrong with you? I I never really got into them. Also, that kid's a little shit. He is kind of a little shit at the beginning of the movie. Sure, a little shit. He's like, I guess I'll listen to your story, Grandpa. Fuck you. You you love your grandpa. Listen to his story. I w- wish Winnie was in that story. She was so hot in the Wonder oh, Years. Oh, sorry. She's like hot now. Welcome to the Wonder Years podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Are you here talking about the Wonder Years? I'm here to shit on the Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even that show has a hate train. Crazy. Um, <laughs> this is this. You're it, right, it's Bobby. It's more this, exciting stuff to see. Yeah, this has to be the start. Of, this has to be the start of the crossover. Um, which is weird. They filmed it backwards, right? Well, it's probably well, Ryan. Not everything's in order. I don't know. If you know I'm that. aware of that. <laughs> I get it. It doesn't go A to Z. It's just weird. Okay. God, just let me, just let me think something's weird. Yeah. Okay. Just, Shit. just like we record arrow after flash, <laughs> even though arrow shows before flash. Shut up. All right. TV magic says we'll release arrow first. <laughs> Way to ruin it, Bob. Now everyone knows. Let me pull back the curtain <laughs> on Rayman Digital here for you. Anyways. Uh, we Bob's don't record gr- things in the way we release them. Bob's the great and powerful Oz of this show. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very true. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's going to do it for news this week. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Arrow Season 7, Episode 3, Crossing Lines. But first, a quick break. WWGAT. What? Old Green Arrow do? The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. I was surprised that they even existed. I didn't even know. I thought they went belly up years ago. I didn't know Boy Scouts was still a thing. Because how many people know how to do any of that stuff anymore? Tie knots, help old ladies across the street. Every member of the kink community. Okay. But listen, the kink community were not Boy Scouts. I guarantee it. (laughs) Well, useless skills that you will never use in your life. Except those lonely nights when you realize you're 40, you're a Boy Scout, (laughs) and you're a virgin. On your 48th camping Then you're going to be tying those sailor knots on those lonely nights. On that noose. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManshow.com. This is Star Wars from the Bucket Tank Exclusive. That's operation. Return of the Jedi or you, the last why are you Jedi. Saying that you're a Star Wars fan. You're not. If you don't like one out of those, what ten movies roughly that we have now? How many do we have? About ten. Ten. Yeah. If you don't, you if you don't like one or two out of those ten movies, but you can still watch it and enjoy it, then you're a Star Wars fan. But yeah. if you hate on everything, everything, and you always go back to New Hope, then you liked a certain set of movies that came out. 40 plus years ago. You're, you're not a fan of Star Wars. You're so just move on. Qu- quit, 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 quit beating me over the head with your toxic, smelly dick. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to taste it. I'm I don't, sorry. I don't want it. Get ready for an excitingly good time. Also, if you've missed our last show, well, you can also find us on your Stitcher app. Search Back to Tank. That is to your favorites. Thank you, and we will see you very soon. Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? If you have, this is what you've missed. You know, Wild Dog won't stick around. You know, maybe he'll go off and do something else and yeah, go protect another city. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. 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 Maybe we'll go mop the floor or something. Why yeah. do you think we want Bobby back? Yes. Like, why do you think Bobby's here all the time, Mike? Come on. We don't yeah. want the Mexicans. We don't want the Mexican running the board, man. <laughs> what, if, like, uh, what if Oliver just handed him a mop? Here you go. He's like, here you go, man. This here, is what I trained you for. Everybody else ring the bell. You just mop. Yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and mop this up. I'll get you some tacos later. No, you bring me tacos. Oh, oh right, right, right. You got to make me tacos. <laughs> would, would you trust someone that's your servant to make you tacos and not spit in them? Make sure it's booger free, please. <laughs> All the boogers on that, or I'll put an arrow in your knee again, bitch. The Kraken made it. God. <laughs> oh. And there was a 
little still or shot of Terrific in his costume. Now, um, Terrific's costume in the comic books is a little different. He's got a weird T painted on his face, and he wears this sweet-ass leather jacket. I'm glad that they're keeping it close to the original. I guess that depends. That depends on how they handle the big T in the middle of his face. It's very cool. And I'm just going to say it. He's also a black dude. I mean, you're painting a black face with a black paint. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm just silly, though. Oh, that's just kind of silly. That's good. At least paint a white or something. White face. Yeah. Is he a white? He's a clown I'm now? being serious. It sounded <laughs> bad. What do you think? It's going to look weird. We might see return of characters, but one of the biggest theories that Bobby has is, could Tommy be Prometheus? <sighs> and that's been mm. a... Are, are you, you okay? <laughs> are you Jason? Are you coming? Or are you like in heat? What is going on? Do not hit her with the impregnation arrow right now. She's in heat, guys. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Tell Be your guns, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna come hang out. Yeah. You wanna bang? Like. Check out the new DC fan show, DC on CW, covering topics from the Arrow, the Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com to get more details. Well, I'm not plotting to kill Barry Allen. I'm listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. All right, we are back. And by the way, Angelica, what you said right before we went on break was totally on air. (laughs) Good, great. I totally meant that to happen. I hope it was an Adam and Eve commercial to go along with my... On purpose jokes. Yep. <laughs> Stupid. All right. We're- Every fucking time. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about Arrow Season 7, Episode 3, Crossing Lines. This one was directed by Gordon Verhall. Nailed it. Got it, buddy. Story by Elizabeth Kim. Teleplay by... Annalee. Annalee? Yes, I've seen that name before. Annalee, uh Hunter Anally. Hughes, and Sarah Tarkov. That's a weird name. So uh, okay, uh, before you get into this, three episodes, uh, two new directors that we haven't seen, and basically all new writers. Wonder why the tone has changed. Hmm. Like we don't recognize those names. No, I've never seen those names before. The only one that I recognize so far has been James Bamford, and then you know, of course, I think. uh, What was the other guy? Uh, No, uh, but I'm just saying, like that's the only director we've seen so far, and so. Uh, fresh blood and it shows and everything that they've done so far so so angelica give us a synopsis of, of this episode please everyone in this episode gets into some shit but they all look really cool and awesome doing it because there were some really fucking awesome fight scenes this episode that's it that's all i got that was pretty that's pretty weak on your part i'm not gonna lie i mean it, what that's what happened it, it, there wasn't anything I she could technically some- make fun of you gotta figure the more simple her her that means it's a better like, episode. It means it's a better episode. I guess it's a good point. He just can't sit there and just be mad about something. Because that's, that's what they no. usually were. It was like, somebody does something stupid that I fucking hate now. Yeah, but typically, like, she, she'll also do a really long one when she really liked the episode and, like, cool stuff happened. But we- Yeah, but I'm saving it, you fuck, because I'm trying to talk about it on a podcast and or a radio show, whatever Mike wants me to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so the the episode name crossing looking spot on of a name for this fucking episode because uh, we literally spent an hour and an hour of watching every character on this motherfucking show cross some kind of line. And the whole theme of this entire fucking episode was crossing a line for the greater good. You have to cross that line sometimes for for their greater good let's let's but you know you know good. what you i know mean what's good or what's evil. you know what i mean come yeah, on exactly. we've seen every superhero in the history of superheroes at some point skirt the edge of doing what's right for the for the end game so that's what we saw so let's go ahead and start with felicity this week um, I'm not going to lie. I am totally digging Felicity and how much of a badass she has been the last couple episodes. Um, she straight up walks up to the, now the FBI agent, I think was on all of our lists as someone we didn't really like just cause she was kind of a bitch. Um, but at the end of the episode, yeah, I was sad to see her. Go. Ex- agreed. Now 
Felicity just walks up trip, calls her ass out for not fucking catching the dragon. Like that is like, that was bad ass. I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you, I am digging this Felicity, this more hard nose, get shit done. Felicity doing it. She seems like she's a, she seems like she's about to pop and go crazy. That's the thing too. It's like every time, every time she's like talking about like catching Diaz, things like that. Like you, you can hear the like shake in her voice and everything. Like it just, you, you feel like that hurt and that rage and like that helplessness and her just like trying to be as powerful as possible. It's, it's a great performance on her end and it just makes you really, really feel for the character and like gives her like her type of strength. Well, she, she's playing it the kind of like almost backed into a corner kind of role where she's, she can't, the only way for her to fight back is to come out swinging. Right. So that's what she's doing. And you know, these things that we see her doing are probably not what we would be used to her doing in the last couple of like seasons. You know, we've seen badass Felicity, but this is a little bit different. Like this is, this is a whole nother ball game. You know, she, it's the, what the fuck else do I have to lose? Anyway? Exactly. Like, she, like I've got, yeah. she's going out on missions. You know, she goes to try to capture the dragon at the CDC. She's doing these things that we like before she would just sit behind a computer, right? She was physically there, which is different. Um, you know, and that whole that whole CDC scene was so fucking cool. And I gotta I gotta point out, dude, I've got to point out that the silencer, this character, and the way they shoot these scenes with the whole quiet and like the the sound being off is so different, but it's so cool at the same time. Um I don't know how I I, I wanted to talk about that. We didn't get to last episode, but I I don't know how I feel about it. Like, if I just sit there and watch it, I'm like, that's cool. But then my brain kicks in, and then I'm like, how the fuck does that work, and how does it... I I get it works for stealth, but how does that work for, like, a fight? Like, why does that matter? Well, I think in a fight, so if you think about it, auditory tones in, like, some type of fight sometimes will help you either or, or, like, say someone throws a punch at you, or you hear them grunt or throw... like. I, I go with the Metal Gear Solid technique. If you can go in and you go in silent, nobody else can actually hear the fight going on to come to the rest. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that makes it, that like I said, stealth. Like I thought of Metal Gear immediately. That aspect totally makes sense to me. But as a fight is like happening, the it, it would make sense if like it was like throwing them off balance or something like that. And and maybe that's the idea because like you think of like if you like box someone's ears. Uh, in a fight, they drop to the floor, like they get off balance right. and everything. But <laughs> now you know. But like that's what I'm wondering is like if it kind of if it throws someone off while fighting, I would that ju- would make sense to me. I think auditory tones and and certain aspects of fights, especially fighting in the way that they obviously none of none of us are fight. Like I'm not a fucking kung fu master like half these people in these shows, but. I think that some type of auditory tones has something to do with when you're fighting like that, but I don't know. I'm making the, I'm making my head cannon or whatever, but it's still a neat aspect. And I think it, it adds something to the fight. That's a little bit different, makes it a little bit more eerie, I guess if that's the right word. Well, and it's also a way to nerf her power that we believe. Right. Right. Uh, to nerf the, the canary's power totally makes sense. Um, but it was a badass fight, man. It just, uh, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, maybe that's why Diaz picked her specifically. Was to neutralize there's, canaries. There's two canaries, and then it's yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay. okay. Now let's air quote. You know, she uh, the thing that going along with Felicity again. She's playing. She's playing this FBI agent. You know, she's doing things that with Felicity, it's a little bit more believable because we saw her do like you know working with uh, the Helix, right? So that was a little edgy at the time. Um, so this is, this, it didn't surprise me. She's not a rule follower. Yeah. It didn't surprise me when she lied. Oh, she got away again. You know, that didn't surprise me at all. Um, even though you jump into the end there, even well, we're talking about Felicity. So that, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but like even to the end, like it didn't, you could see that she was physically like, oh man, you know, I kind of lied. You could see it the way that she played that scene. I didn't think so. I feel like she's she's kind of ruthless right now, like because she is at her wits end. Like this is like 
her last like moves like what does she have to lose like i don't think that like when they're walking down to where they have her captured and stuff like that like renee is like i don't know like why are we doing this and felicity is like because we fucking have to like that's how i feel she dropped an f-bomb kidding like when she talks like you can just like hear her shake like that rage is just like building up inside of her she's pretty angry wants to get diaz she's pretty angry yeah she's pissed which is cute and adorable but also like uh, scary <laughs> she is she's adorable but also terrifying because it's like what what is gonna happen when felicity like gets in front of diaz like what if she what if she kills Diaz? like what's that gonna do to felicity i don't know but I, so I, far yeah. i'm digging it so yeah well you know i i hope somebody loves me enough that if i gave up my life for her that she would kind of go on the venge you know revenge streak here of you said we we gave up our life he gave up his life and you're not doing a fucking thing for it so i'm gonna find this man and i'm gonna bring him in myself i mean that was that that speech was pretty i'm telling i'm digging this felicity man i don't know why i was worried last week a little bit because it like the argus felicity was a little bit whiny she she was a little she was a little but whiny. It, they they course corrected real fast, and even in that episode last week, and it went away. It went away real quick, and we got badass fucking off the rails Felicity, which I'm totally. I dig, dude. I, I like it. I think it. She loves her man. She's less. She's less of a, you know, character that's just kind of pat and I, I don't use passive as like the way she is i'm just saying she's a, a less of a passive character and now she's more of a like don't fuck with me i like like you said Angel, she's got nothing to lose at this point now she's like she's just going for it you know and like if you would have told me i'll say this if you would have told me that agent wasson after three episodes of this season was disappearing before we started the season i'd have been like hell yeah been, she's a bitch I, I honestly think... I hope she's dead. That's what we would have said. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we would have said. But what I think this is, and me and Mike talked about a little bit on last episode, is that the new showrunner's coming in and just tying off all these fucking shitty things. Like, I didn't forget about this agent. Let's get rid of her. Mm, you know, write her that, off. That's possible. Er, everything that we've hated so far, we've we've moved I thought, do you think in the writing room they like made a checklist and went through like reddit and everything i was like okay what what does everyone hate it wouldn't be the first time okay, that, right. that writing rooms have done that I, I i believe so like why not why if if they listen to the fans about the whole elicity relationship and change the why not listen to the fans on how to correct it because they they should be doing the shows for people like us that like yeah. the show and want to want to a show to watch. Not yeah, a show CW. To dread. If you're listening right now, we want this to happen. Slade Wilson comes back halfway through the season, and then uh, no, uh, yeah, just so kidding. It, Don't do that or do it. I just I agree. I think the only thing that I could I could think of, Bobby, is what if they're doing this to course correct her and like because at the end i kind of was like okay i could see how she could be a valuable asset to the team i'm glad she didn't get fired she didn't get fired she just got relocated that would have sucked that would have sucked it's like bad enough we saw oliver stab a guard or (laughs) make a guard stab him and we wonder what happened to that man and now felicity's fucking over some other lady right like i'm just trying to do my job i think she could be a valuable asset to the team in some format but i don't i don't think she's gone forever i don't i don't think she's gone forever i think she'll come back at some point all right we'll see i don't know not that i give a shit i'm just saying i think she will uh all right let's talk about the argus um vacation uh the swiss vacation (laughs) european vacation yeah europe euro trip argus um with uh, diggle lila and curtis um i gotta ask a question before we jump into the subject does it always does it weird you guys out or does it, is it, is it hard for you to believe that, you know, they film in Vancouver, right? Is it hard for you to believe that when you see these, like, Oh, they're supposed to be in Switzerland or, you know, wherever, is it hard for you to like wrap your head around the fact that they're supposed to be in Switzerland, but you know, for a fact they're in Vancouver shooting it. I don't know why that bugs me sometimes. And that's maybe just me. 
but uh, like just you. Okay, so all right, I'll just shut know. up then. All right, Angelica. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't think about it before you said anything. I just we, the only time I ever have an issue with it is like uh, I want to say Legends last year. They're like we're in Bermuda, and I'm like that looks like a lake beach. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, like it. You yeah, could, that that kind of like the the winter type things, and even this, it was a you know they were just in a building. It wasn't like they went around to be like let's go get some Swiss Miss and some chocolate and whatever <laughs> else is, is army knives. Swiss, <laughs> Swiss <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're traveling Let's around. Let's go get some army knives. <laughs> oh my god! The Swiss don't call them Swiss army knives. They just, they call, just army call them knife. army knives. Oh my god, that is so stupid. Uh, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. I'm just weird. Okay. Anyways, um, this I've been missing Diggle, and I meant like Diggle, Diggle, like. Diggle in like a suit looking like Diggle, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm glad that we got to see a little bit more, you know, Diggle, 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 Diggle. I don't know why I keep saying Diggle, but it was nice to see him. And we, when's the last time we saw Lila, dude? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while, right? I, I mean, last year, I mean, at some point, at right? some point when John got hired, it, it's just been a while since we've seen her. So, it, this whole had a kind of a campy vibe to it with Curtis being there and they're doing this kind of uh, they're going to a Swiss bank to funnel, you know, that funnels criminal money. And it was just a weird kind of like, you know, buddy cop kind of vibe at first. And I was like, I hope they don't, you know, it's, this is a spy activity, right? Like, can we get a little less buddy cop, more or spy, like, you know, mission impossible kind of, kind of like vibe to it. And they did. They 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 did rectify that, dude. I I tell you right now, dude. Curtis and like when he talks about his tech shit, makes me fucking die laughing. Like when he was talking about the painting and like how he like digitally scanned it to make it like, you know, oh one of Curtis's finest moments. Like third person, like Curtis talk. That stuff. Uh, I don't know why, but that shit makes me giggle, dude. I, he is. He's just proud on what he does. I mean. I know. Yeah, just it, let him geek out. God. I'm not making fun of it. I think it's fu- I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's no different than you. Like, look at the suppressor I got on my new BB gun. <laughs> I don't talk with a lisp. I I mean, I do sound like that. But Sometimes. I, when do I talk like a lisp with a lisp? <laughs> when you talk about your BB guns. I have in never. In my head. Uh, it, oh, in your head cannon. Got <laughs> My it. head cannon says you talk with a lisp oh, okay. when you talk about BB guns. Anytime anybody nerds out about anything, that's the voice in my head. Yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, you fucking you made me blank. He's not wrong. Shut up, Angelica. This, so we haven't seen Lila in what since last season, and now the first thing that we get back is her and Diggle. You know, her keeping secrets from him. I mean, I know that we've seen Supp- her with Ar- supposedly. Well, yeah, air quotes, but like, I know that she's the head of Argus, and we've seen her kind of you know skew the lines of certain things but for her to kind of like almost sabotage the mission you know by causing a bandwidth interference and you know that's that's weird man to just bring her back to then to throw her under the bus kind of thing with the writing i don't know if that was weird to me i don't know if you guys looked at it that way but it was just kind of nope jesus christ i mean you're wrong continue so I'm wrong or I'm wrong on my opinion. Is that that's not typical? You're not allowed to be correct in your opinions. Your opinions are always wrong. Gotcha. I, yeah, see, I didn't see it that way either. I what, just don't know what, why I see that. Like what I what I saw was there there's something bigger going on there with the story. And you know, with the whole crossing the line thing and you know, finding out later that Diggle and Lila there was a bigger reason for it that it's not always walking the line. Like you think that Argus does because there's, we we've seen that before. It's always like the bigger good that, you know, the greater good giving up on a bad thing. So something worse can be taken down. When does the, my thought process on that is like with the greater good mentality. When, where is the line? Where is the line where you stop and you say, okay, like, 
the the line becomes so skewed when you have that thought process, right? Because at any point you could just keep pushing the line further and further and further and further and further, right? In theory. And I think that's why it's such a double-edged sword to have that mentality because at on on one side, I understand it and I get it. And there's certain aspects that I look at it that way. But then when you – once you cross the line one time, now that line gets pushed farther, right? Yeah, but again, we're looking in like the real-world scenarios here to where we know like we support things like Saudi Arabia and we know because of the oil and the money. And they're not probably the best fucking allies to have. But we deal with them because they're not as worse. They give us what we need. And and that shit, Bob, way to make it real. But I'm just saying in general, that's what you look at (laughs) when when, when these things come around. We use, you know, bad people to do good things, I guess. And, you know, when you take down something up top, let's say she crosses the line here because she's going out for, you know, the greater good, as we said. Well, eventually that that's going to go down and then you just step down. You know, you, you you look at it that way. If if this gets to the bigger bad here and they're able to take it down and then they can move on to the next one and just keep moving down till they get to the lower levels. And if this was the only way to the top, it's like, OK, well, we have to deal with this for now. I mean, I'm look, I'm all for it. Okay, I'm just playing devil's advocate right now, just thinking about crossing the line and and where that line is in general. I'm all get your devils out of here. Let's talk about the demon. We're getting there. Would you calm down? I was transitioning. You were transitioning, and we have to go past a live read and a few other actual breaks before we get to that. Ah, noodles. God, notes are so hard to read. I don't use them. I know. You should start. I'm the wild card. Woo. All right. Let's just go to break. Uh, anyways, we're going to take a quick break because Angelica can't read. <laughs> Hopefully she. I don't have the notes up. Rosetta Stone <laughs> over the break here. I don't okay? have the lead. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're just going to come right back to the fight club. No live read. Are you sure? I'll do one real quick. All right, guys, we're back. Let's talk about the most important part of this episode. We're going to talk about Ollie. Um, and again, the the episode name "Crossing Lines." Uh, I this was Oliver crossing some fucking lines, dude. He goes straight on a rampage, dude. I don't think I've seen we've seen him that brutal in a while. Um, but attacking guards with a shiv, dude, and stabbing them, I was like, damn. All I kept thinking, like in the background, like at like what's going through his head is like just Diggle being like, "Don't lose yourself." It, I, you know, because he says he, that to him in the first episode. He's in control with everything he's done. That's been fucking violent this year. I mean, he did st- he did stab him in the arm and st- like he didn't gut him. You know, like he didn't stab him in the neck or like there. Okay, so if you're again in my head canon for shows and stuff, right? If I'm watching a character wield a knife, okay. And he starts stabbing someone in the gut or the side or the back or the lower back. I'm thinking or the neck. That's super brutal. What's stabbing a dude in the arm? Like. Well, he doesn't fucking want to kill him. Right. But like, what I'm trying to he's trying to make a point. He's trying to get to where he needs to go, at, not to like fucking murder. Everybody. I get that. And that's why Bob's point makes so much sense with the, you know, he's in control. If he wasn't in control or he was some kind of like blood rage or whatever, he would have just killed those dudes, right? He could have killed them easily. But he stabs a dude in the arm. He stabs a dude. Where did he stab the first guy in the in the upper chest? It was all like it was all like shoulder arm area. Yeah, I mean those are fleshmans, man. Those guys are surviving. It's not like he's stabbing them in main arteries and shit. 
So he's in, he's in, he's well in control. And I think the thing is that he's well in control of his, I guess chaos is the right word. He, he is a man on a mission um, to the point where he gets jumped by bronze tiger and then just turns it around, dude. Like I just, again, man, I, this, these fight scenes have been pretty brutal. These, these, these prison fight scenes have been pretty brutal, but the way they're shot, I don't know, man. They seem different to me. I don't know if, again, it's probably just me and you guys are gonna tell me I'm full of shit, but you know, they seem different to me. They seem like the angles are different. They seem more brutal. It's, it's very close too, because like they do take into account that you're in a prison, like you're very like tight knit together in close quarters. So it's like, great that they take that into account and in how they're shot because so many times we're like in a warehouse or something like that where it's nice and open this uh puts you in that atmosphere very very well with even the fight scenes by keeping it close and then during the fights with oliver all of them every move that he did kind of had him like protecting that wound a little bit like it was a lot of low um low body movements when he attacked or like keeping it like low to the ground and like flipping people over and stuff like that. Like it, it was done so well in keeping in mind that he has a stab wound. I, I think, I think you're right, Angelica. I think they use a lot like the fighting style that he's using in prison is different than his normal fighting style. It's more, it's more of a brutal visceral kind of up close, you know, beats cqc yeah like literally yeah cqc i mean it's a very close quarter you know fighting whereas you know we've seen him do flippies and shit which he's not gonna be able to do in prison it's not parkour fighting. yeah he's not gonna no but i was so glad when he got to do like a little bit of parkour during the fight scene i was like there you go there it is but like he he has to use this brutal kind of close quarter combat and he's not able to do these flippies and things. And he's in a 10 by 10 cell, right? He's not going to be able to bounce off the walls like a fucking spider monkey. He's he's fighting. He's brutal. He's almost like boxing in a, in a sense. And I think it's really neat that the the fight choreographer has kind of noticed the the landscape and where he's at and changed it up. It's noticeable. It's absolutely noticeable. And I think it makes these fight scenes that much more realistic. I mean, hell, dude, he dumps one of the dudes off the third story, third floor into the freaking like, you know, uh, into the main opening hall there. Just flips the dude over the railing and the guy goes flying. Like, there's just something more brutal and more personal about it. And I think it makes it that much more believable. Um, yeah, the fights themselves are telling a story, which is great. Which is how they should be, right? Yeah, they, it's not a fight for fight's sake. Yeah, this is a fight because, you know... It's a survival. It's a survival. And I, that's that's the word I'm looking for. Because I think before when we watched him in the in the arrow suit running around, you know, he's not... It's not for survival, okay? It's it's him being a vigilante. This is he's in prison, right? He's in the god... He's in the goddamn prison. He's surviving. Every time he gets in a fight, he doesn't have his bow. He doesn't have a gizmo. He's got his hands, right? And all he can do is use those hands to protect himself. And I think that's what's made these fight scenes that much more visceral and that much more brutal and up close and realistic. And I think it, like you said, it's telling a story, Angelica. And I think so far in these three episodes that we've had, it's hit me more. I get kind of, I don't want to say scared, but I get a little bit more like, oh shit, this could get real. And I think that's the yeah, somebody's going to get hurt. So, yeah. A, yeah. There's a real sense of danger there because there's not that protection. It's funny. Like I think of this too, as like you were talking about him in the suit and stuff like in a video game, if you ever get like trapped or imprisoned or something like that, you're always like, Oh, this is like the dumbest part of the game, but this is like super exciting. Like if this were a video game, I feel like this would be my favorite part is like the imprisoned part. I, I don't disagree. I so far, and again, you know, I know we talked about how long he's going to be in prison or whatever, but I I kind of want it to last longer. I'm digging it. I, I again, I it, it doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. I, then that's good. Um, did you guys? What did you guys think about the flip with Bronze Tiger and him talking to him like, "I've done good." I, I you know, I'm just a dude for hire. Just because I've done some bad stuff doesn't mean I haven't done good stuff too. And I think that's a, again, that's a, that's that vigilante mentality or that mercenary mentality. It's like, 
look, just because I've done some bad stuff doesn't mean I haven't done some good stuff. All you've ever well, seen. That's what I was talking about earlier is like everyone has their good and their bad. Like technically there is no good or evil, but it's whatever your perspective is. Like that's what I was talking about. That's in the end what it is, well, is like about- just because Oliver sees it as bad, like he thought like doing that would be for the better. Like Right. Well, think about what Oliver's seen too. I mean, all he's ever seen is Braun Steiger do shitty stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you know, even Diggle never told him that he's the one that saved him, right? So that was cool. That was cool. And I think it's it's you've got to look at it like you said, Angelica. There's good and bad, and 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 and, you know, history is written by winners. Exactly. And I think it's 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 all subjective. Bad. Yeah. You know the, the you know that's that's how it goes. It's. It's always your perspective on things. We we look at certain countries, certain people as bad people, and they look at us as bad people. So who the fuck's right? Right, exactly. And I think that's that's the thing. It made me almost kind of wonder about that character too. Like, what are they trying to do with him? Um, who knows? I mean, obviously he's part of the the triple whatever the fuck you want to call him, uh, bad guys that are in there. But I think it was a nice, you know, for Oliver to hear again, it goes with the theme crossing lines, right? That's this, that was the sole theme of this episode was crossing lines. And I think that little speech by bronze tiger and I dude, Michael Jai white is badass anyways. So like, honestly, you think about it, it's like their, their villains on this are better act, not better actors, but better known actors than the actual arrow cast. Yeah, Michael J. White, dude. I, it's hard for me to look at him and not think fucking Spawn. Though. Yeah, like I have such a hard time looking at him and not thinking Al Simmons. But it, um, they're good actors and they're actually showing. Exactly, exactly. The only one that's not a well-known actor is Samson, but we know him from something else. Yeah. So and, and we, we know that's a buddy favor. Yeah, exactly. That's a buddy favor. And to be completely honest, man, I'm digging. I dig that character in general. He does a good job. Well, and that's the thing is like we talked about the close quarters and we get into that Samson fight. When you're that close, you can't use stunt doubles. So no. you know both of those guys are We're going, taking bumps are and taking, bouncing off tables. Yes, and shit. Those guys are doing it themselves. Yeah. And that just again, it just shows you how much Amel has like loved the character and it's changed because there was some things where you're just like he's not doing so much anymore. And it looks like he's doing everything this year. Dude, I think I think a lot of it boils down to with the fact like yes, the Samson role for for Cody is a buddy favor, but I think he does such a a, a well job at and you have to think too. So if you guys aren't familiar, Samson's played by Cody Runnels or Cody Rhodes and he is a professional wrestler. Okay? And one of our fa- Bob and I's favorite favorite wrestlers and he's very very good at what he does. And I think he's played this character very very well. And, but like Bob said, these close quarter fights like that, I think you're, you're not cutting cameras away and you have, you have to understand that that's them, you know, rolling on the ground and bouncing off those tables. So you've got a guy who does that for a living. That's what he does for a living, right? He, he takes bumps. He takes, he bounces off tables or through tables and does flips and shit. You have to understand that that's what he does for a living. So there's, there's going to be an aspect of that where it looks good. He has to sell that. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm totally digging these three characters and then you have Vinnie Jones as brick. These three characters have really made these first couple episodes with Oliver being in jail. And you get that vibe of these three guys are really the best running the place. Re, they're running the place. I mean, the Samson fight was fucking badass. You know, I do when they open the door, like before, before they opened the door, I was like, Oh, it's some kind of poker game or whatever. Like, it, and I guess I, I never even remember. That's what you seeing, thought. I don't know why. I don't know why. Cause I was rem- expecting any of it. I was like, Oh, like, it's probably some like underground, like betting or whatever, you know, how is this happening? I what the it- fuck kind of prison is this? I, I've had that question from the beginning, but I've enjoyed the episode so much that I've kind of glossed over it because we've seen them fight, stab, and like everything just goes on. And a lot of the guards just stand there and it's just like, all right, who's in control of I mean, all this noise? I mean, you you think about all the prison movies and prison shows you've seen, right? And like anytime inmates fight, it's an immediate shutdown. Like I've used a lot of movies as my headcanon as far as like what prison's like, because I've never been in prison. What the fuck do I know about prison? But 
I use a lot of movies like, um, you know, The Longest Yard and, you know, uh, just, <laughs> you know, stupid ass movies. Hardcore prison movie. Hardcore prison movies like The Longest Yard. Or like Shawshank Redemption. Or, you know, you use these you use these prison movies as as your headcanon of what prison's like. The Green Mile. The, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're all different. And yes, The Longest Yard's a fucking joke <laughs> film. But at the same time, you have to think that prison's probably pretty similar to some of the stuff that you see so it, it's it, like angelica said they're in there fighting and shit and there's this guard standing there like rrr, 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 rrr. but you get the aspect of vinnie jones uh, a brick bronze tiger and samson are running this place this is their place even though they are inmates and i think that's where that that's the kind of sense the the sense that they have in this this area um so again I, i'm well let's let's get into like who really runs this place okay so so let's let's talk about the demon okay and we talked about this a little bit um earlier dude i'm telling you right now if this isn't a character or some type of character from the suicide squad that, that they bunked you know before uh before the, the the movies came in and fucked everything up then i'm gonna be really upset because obviously that was the whole point of bringing brick Samson and bronze tiger back, right? Was, Hey, we remember these guys. We remember that, that the arrow put them in, in jail. It's a nice throwback to say these guys are, are there, but this, the demons gotta be someone we know about, right? It has to be. If it's not, oh, I see your face. I think that's a speculation face. It's not speculation. I just looked something up. What did you look up? What? The demon in, uh, in DC is Jason blood. He's also known as Merlin's demon, which I don't know, like if they play this off of. But uh, I mean, Merlin's his half brother, the 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 actual magician. So it's always weird if they want to do like Merlin, as in Malcolm Merlin's demon. I mean, he technically is Ra- he was Ra's al Ghul. Uh, yeah, but they don't even mention like Ra's. But I'm the, saying that's yeah. the demon. You know. Well, I know. I'm just looking up the demon in general. Like, there's this. It's a character. The demon was a prince of hell who was bound to the mortal Jason Blood. Etrigan. Etrigan. Yep. That. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, that's oh, his yeah. current alias. Is the demon not the demon as like the head of the demon? Or, that's the dude. Yeah, the guy, the yellow demon looking dude, right? Yep. Etrigan or whatever. Yeah. So maybe they play off of that, and that's why he's in second. And does huh. I don't know. I just always go off of the name, and they don't make up characters. But isn't he a good guy in the in the comic books? The he doesn't look like he looks like he's beating the shit out of Batman. Well, he's supposed to he's supposed to look like a bad guy, but I I'm pretty sure he's he's a good guy. Okay, yeah, because he's part of the Justice League and Justice League Dark. I don't know. I'm just saying, it, like the picture that they show on the DCU or uh, Wikipedia. On, I'm, go- I'm going into like a fucking rabbit hole. Here we go. This is Uh-oh. what we do, guys. Because I decided to look it up because I was like, I feel like I remember that. And so I started to look it up and then I found Jason Blood Arrow, Sebastian Blood Arrow. Uh, let's see. It is an alderman the- from Starling City who rises to the prominence after an earthquake levels a sizable portion of the glade. Because we've had the, you know, uh, the blood character. Right. Maybe right. this is an offset of him. And maybe that's the, that's the person that gets Oliver caught with the dragon yeah see it says in, he says etrigan is a mu- muscular humanoid creature with orange so he's attached to jason blood um he's bound to him and it says oh, remember originally- we were talking about a third party too like for the count of monte cristo the church of blood could be the affiliation i mean we could be getting right. there it's a stretch it, it is a very big stretch but it would make sense because it ties back to the original story. If this is actually a relative of. And and who's to say, uh, let's, let's put this out there too. Cause I, the we've seen that, them tw- switch. We've seen them switch stuff up, but this is Etrigan. The demon it is like I said, part of justice league, dark being Jason blood. We've also seen them. He could be the, in charge okay of the prison, but who says he's bad? Who says he has to be a bad guy? Is what I'm saying. I, I think that would be cool, though. Like, I feel like storytelling wise and how they're like touching pieces of like back with the glades and everything. I feel like that could rightfully be done. And, and we've had the brother blood character. Right. And so yeah. 
I mean, it makes sense. It's a better stretch than pulling off your mask and nobody knowing who it is. Good point. Because at least here we have a connection. We have the connection of Sebastian Blood, uh, you know, Brother Blood. If this is the guy that's been pulling the strings, gives the dragon. Because remember, the dragon was supposed to be some kind of superhero, too. Well, like, you know, super powered. And we saw him do the drugs this week. So who the fuck we, knows where that's happening? We saw him shoot up and punch a hole in a wall. So, so you know, that could link back to Marikuru where this guy kind of was involved mm-hmm. in a lot of that. We could be getting a full loop here. That's possible. That'd be awesome. I'd be I cool mean, with if, that. It, it, and it's, it's tight storytelling. If anyone, like, if they bring in Etrigan and like legit thing, the whole Jason Blood Etrigan, like, story... It'd be the first supernatural kind of looking. I mean, if they do that story now, if they change him up, obviously he's just Jason Blood, then that's a different story. But I, again, it'd be weird for me to think that they would use that name. And if they did Jason Blood, to not give it that thing. But hey, who knows? We've seen him change people before. Regardless, regardless, it's a it's a cool it's concept. A, it's a cool concept, and I think it could be pretty. It could be pretty badass. I think tying um, it back to that would just be just like beautiful, just a beautiful bow just to tie everything up. Um, but and, and speaking if, of like the drugs and stuff like that with Diaz, like I, f- I feel bad because he's doing such a great villain performance. Like there are so many characters that we have that we love to hate and we love them as a villain, but I fucking hate Diaz but I'm glad that they've created this character that we just hate. He's a shithead. Like, He's a legit. Yeah. There's no redeeming quality in him. No, I hope he dies. Like, no, I, if, I love if, that. If he, we haven't had that. Well, that's, that's a good. We vi- usually that's love a good our villain. villains. That's a good. I love villain. that we hate him. He's a shitbag. He's he's despicable, and there's nothing that I like about him. And I, I I can't wait for him to like you know be like get that justice served. But at the same time, it's just like you he's he's terrifying and he's the fucking worst. And he's yeah. just he's despicable. He's a piece of shit. And I, I, he's he's and now he's got Maricru basically. Yeah. Now he's yeah. fucking pumped out. And it, yeah, with, I'm scared. Again, oh, man, I, I feel so. I hope this comes true. I hope this is a tie back to the blood storyline in the glades. And because yeah. you even think about it, it's just like we we had a uh, wild dog. Going, nobody's fucking helping the glades again. You know, yep. and he gave all That's that money point. out. That's a good point. Ooh, and give it back. Make it about the city again. I, I think revenge for my brother. Oh man, he was kind of uh, you know in the center of the Marikuru. Here you go, dragon. Here you go. Start distributing the drug. Make an army. They have to get Oliver out of jail because they don't know what to fucking do because the police can't handle it. Hmm. It's 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 shaping. Yeah, it, I it mean, really I, is. It's a it's. I'm throwing out a rough outline of how I think it's gonna go, but it's I could see it. Oh man! And I'm excited yeah. about it. Gonna be Woo! good, dude. Mm, it's gonna be good. All right, let's jump into our final thoughts of this episode. Um, dude, again, I said it earlier, man, but Arrow's killing it, dude. It's killing it. It's killing it, and these fight scenes are amazing. The scenes with Oliver, just in general, man, like typically like in a story like this, I wouldn't really care about the side stuff, but now I care about the side stuff. I just, dude, I care about everything that's going on. Well, because it's all about We didn't get anything with the island this episode. And I was like, as, as well as this episode was, I was like kind of bummed. I was like, I want it. I want, no, I want more story. (laughs) Give me more. But you want the story to advance. Yeah. I, I, dude, I have no, I, I could go into details, right? About how much I loved like the episode, but dude, I all I can say is they've been so fucking good. I'm excited for this season. They've yeah. done well, like, everything right so far. With everything going on in this episode, like I text Bob and I was like, "Holy shit, the pacing is amazing. The way that they're like patching the story together, like it doesn't feel like patchwork. It feels like it's just flowing so well. Like the way that they started the episode with like." Him like shivving the security or the yeah the security guard there, and and the way that they like go back to it, they are doing an amazing job with pacing. And speaking of like pacing, the procession when after Oliver like shivs him and is going down to the second level, and all the people like that he like hurt to get there, like that procession as he walked through, that was such a cool shot. Was so good, like it just 
They're doing such an amazing job of setting the scene, setting the tone and like just like come with me down the story time path. And I'm like, okay, let's keep going. Like they they are keeping us in the story and wanting more. Like, thank you. The, the thank way you for I, fixing a show that I love. <laughs> you remember in Jay and Silent Bob when they break into Scream 7 and the monkey is the fucking murderer yes. and the dude just counting cash? Yes. I, that's the way I feel like the, the Arrowverse was going. And they reset. Like I said, we have new writers, we have new directors that are look to be excited about what they're doing. And I think that's what happened. They got rid of some of the old guard that was just sitting there counting their cash. Like, uh, yeah, go, go camera, set the camera here, do this, 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 and let me know when you guys are done. I'm going to go back here. And I, I, you can see the new blood yeah. coming in and doing things that are just new and amazing. And again, it's the show out of all four that I do that I'm most excited to watch that if people are like, I only have time to watch one of them this week, which one to watch? Every week has been Arrow so far. Oh, if you only have time for one this week, watch Arrow. You can catch up on the rest of it later. The Arrow, the Arrow's exciting. Again, I, I, I think we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page of where we, what we think about Arrow right now. One hundred percent, hands down. Um, again, we could keep blowing the show, but there's no reason to. We all no. right now. Are, we just want next week to come. Yeah, yeah, Let's go. Can, yeah. Is it next week yet? Anyways, guys. Th- yeah, but where's Barry when we need him? Um. <laughs> <laughs> With that, guys, that's going to do it for today's DC on CW Arrow edition. Remember, you can always catch any past future DC on CW episodes through the Rain Man digital app. Follow us on Twitter at DC on CW, Facebook.com slash DC on CW, Instagram DC underscore on underscore CW. With that, guys, we will see you next week. People want cuddles.